This is Equestrian Legacy Radio's Campfire Cafe, and I'm your host, Gary Holt. Today, Trinity Seeley, one of Western music's rising stars, will join us in the first half of today's show, and then we'll visit with Mark Bolander to talk about the sport of mountain trail competition. The Campfire Cafe is made possible by our great sponsors at the General Store. You'll find everything for the horse lover and folks that love the equestrian lifestyle in the general store on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. So grab a cup of coffee and join us, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Trinity Seeley. You're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio, heard around the world, online at equestrianlegacy.net. Cowboy hat, and Trinity is a cowgirl 
a ranch wife, a mother, and a very talented singer and songwriter. And the Cowboy Hat is nominated for Song of the Year with the Western Music Association, and Trinity's also been nominated for the Crescendo Award. So, Trinity, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gary, very much. Well, glad to I'm be here. Glad to have you, and uh, and I mentioned earlier to you that Junie Fisher said that I needed to have more real ranch women and cowgirls on this show. So we're <laughs> we're excited. Well, coming from Junie, that's a that's the truth. <laughs> well, she's a she's a horsewoman and a talented lady herself. Um, where are you today? I am in Amarillo, Texas, at the World Championship Ranch Rodeo here at the the Civic Center in. I'll tell you what, this is quite the deal. They've got everything from trade shows to ranch expos and cowboy music and poetry going on, and it's a it's a great cause, just a, a great event. Well, I would love to be down there, and we've got a lot of great friends out in Amarillo. So, And uh, we're getting a little bit of the uh, uh, conversation back there in the arena, so for our listeners... You'll know what that is. She actually is in the arena today. So, um, hey, you know we've got uh, we've got a lot of folks listening all across the country and then over fifty countries. And uh, wow. we'd we'd like for you to tell folks a little bit about yourself. And we really want to talk quite a bit at some point during the show about what it is to be a real ranch wife and rancher and and. Um, but kind of give us a little background on Trinity Seeley. It sounds good. Um, I grew up in northern British Columbia, Canada, in a little area called the Chilcotin. Um, it's about 600 miles northwest of Vancouver there. And we we were isolated. My dad always wanted to raise his family in the wilderness, and my mom said, well, that's great as long as you promise they'll be raised with horses. So... From the time us kids were little, I've got three sisters and a younger brother. Um, we grew up on the back of a horse, so it, it all all started with those horses. Oh, that's great. Very, well, I, I, I like your mom and dad already. I already like your philosophy, <laughs> so that's great. They they are just wonderful, adventurous people. But we because we were so isolated, um the little school that they had up there only went up to 10th grade. And so from then on out, you either had to bus into town and, and live there all week or homeschool. And so I applied for a, a boarding school in Ojai, California called the Thatcher School, which is also a, a horse school, and was accepted and spent my junior and senior year there. And um, right now, Richard Winters, he... He has a lot to do with the horse department down there, and they bring in all sorts of wonderful clinicians. Um, Buck Brannaman used to come down and do clinics, and very big on their on their horsemanship deal there with their horse program. Um, well, some of the best guys in, in the in the business, right there. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, you know the just a, a great great way to get a, a good foundation um you know where I, I already was in love with the the whole horse life and whatnot i was kind of turned on to the the california vaquero traditions down there um and i you know i love love the pride they took in their stockmanship and 
and their level of horsemanship. That that just is something that's always intrigued me. Um, from there, though, I I moved to Utah, which is where I met my husband. Um, we trained horses for for quite a while before getting into the the ranching industry. He's a fifth generation rancher from central Utah. There, so kind of runs in the family. Right. But um, he's you know he went to school to be a pilot. And so I, I think people might think we're just a, a tad bit crazy because a pilot sure makes a, a <laughs> heck of a lot more than a cowboy. But we're doing what we love, um, and, and, you know, we get to do it together, and that's that's a pretty neat opportunity. So. Well, it is. And, and uh, I know when I tried to get in touch with you, I think, you know, it took us a few <laughs> days because you were, out, you were out working cattle or something. Uh, that's right. That's right. In yeah. fact, I'm I'm pretty much in trouble today. I'm supposed to be home helping my husband freight check a bunch of cows and feed cowboy crews, and here I am. So, so it's a it's a daily daily event there on the ranch. Well, for our, for again, for our folks that are listening across the country, we've got a lot of folks that are back in the eastern part of the United States, and um, of course, our European audience really loves to talk about cowboys and the cowboy life. Um, and it's different when you're raising horses or raising cattle in the east versus in the west. What's it What's it really like? What's a day in the life of Trinity like on the ranch? Oh, gosh, for sure. You know, we just moved from central Wyoming. Uh, we, we were running a thousand head cow-calf operation up there at the time, and now we're in the sand hills of Nebraska, which is, quite a bit different operation we practice a a holistic grazing approach there so there's a lot of uh, rotation in pastures and moving cows and and doctoring and so that's you know you get up saddle your horse and move your herd doctor what needs to be doctored and um, you know it's a never-ending chore just making sure that animals are healthy and and they got water and um you know, everybody's where they're supposed to be. So, <laughs> but that's right, just right. the ranching end. On on top of that, I've got a fourteen, nine, four, and two year old kids, and so, you know, it's a it's a juggling act, making sure oh, everybody's gosh. helping out, and and uh, it's a well, I was it's I was going to ask life. I was going to ask a little bit later in the show how you balance all of that between ranching and being a mother and your career. But uh, before we talk about that, we want to play. We want to try to get as much of your music as we can in during this first segment of the show today. And this is a song called "The Old Poly Rope." It's from the CD "Old Poly Rope." And uh, is there a story about this song? There sure is. There sure is. In fact, um, that song was nominated in the top five with the Western Writers of America this past year for Best Western Song, um, and they really liked the authenticity of it. And it's a true story about a young couple up in the Sheridan, Wyoming area. And, you know, I think I think one thing that kind of gets lost maybe in this new genre of country music is, is the authenticity of the story and the life. And so, you know, as, as cowboys and cowgirls, things don't always have a, a happy ending or, or are easy to, to come by. So that's kind of what this song talks about is, is the realistic approach to a to a love story in the cowboy world so an old right. poly rope all right well let's listen to old poly rope we're talking with trinity seeley and you're listening to equestrian legacy 
looking fine in his Stetson hat When he showed up ready to ride She was sitting there on the old front steps With love struck stars in her eyes He'd been hired on to ride the summer range Footloose and fancy free Little did he know that an old wild Find him spark of her dream She was young and wild Just like the horses they rode Hard-working lady Faded blue jeans Swinging an old poly road of an angel in the heart of a saint His cowboy day gypsy ways couldn't frighten that poor girl away the Days grew colder the nights grew dim They both knew it was a matter of time For he to ride off on another job Running some old winter line But they proved that summer What love and youth could do and He always told her If I wasn't some hope I Showed up ready to ride She was sitting there on the old front steps Tears pouring out of her eyes She begged him to stay Saying please don't go Never love another again Said I wish I could Darling, you know It's just the way that it is Just like the horses we rode The hard-working lady Faded blue jeans Swinging an old poly road He knew that she Deserved so much more Life on the trail That's the old Polly Rope from the CD by the same title, and um, 
You know, as I'm listening to that song, Trinity, it reminds me of another one that's on that CD. I think that's called The Kitchen Window. Kitchen Window Cowboy, that's right. <laughs> Kitchen Window Cowboy. We're not going to play that song today because, you know, one of the fun things about my job is I get to talk to great folks like you, but I listen to a lot of really good music, and then you have to go through and decide what to use. Um, but I got the impression that uh, you'd rather be out doing something on the ranch than doing some of that housework. <laughs> you betcha. I, I don't think I'm alone <laughs> in feeling that way, but um, that's the truth. You know, when you raise kids, that is that is a sacrifice you make and definitely one that's well worth it. But I, I have a hard time being cooped up inside and... Um, Funny enough, I was having a, a super hard day. I could see out our window they were bringing in all the pears and sorting everything off to ship. And man, I was just feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> and a friend of mine, she she'd sent me this poem titled "The Kitchen Window Cowboy," and everything in that just hit home, you know. And so I got a got a hold of the author of that, Miss Jan Wood from from South Dakota, and she we, we're quite good friends now. But she said, you know. You ought to go ahead and make a song out of that, and so that's kind of where that came about. But I, I'm definitely somebody that likes to to work outside, and I don't mind working hard. Um, I'd way rather do that than than laundry and dishes any day. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, I would I would agree with that. But uh, and I imagine there are a lot of ladies that are out there listening that would have to agree with that as well. But um, so how, how how do you balance? Um, how do you balance life between the ranching and the family? And, and we're going to talk about the career and how that got started uh, and some influences, but how do you balance all that out? Obviously, you have a really good husband. I have a, an amazing husband, and you just hit the nail on the head. I I could not do it without him, and we kind of make up a, a team. So he helps me do what needs to be done, and I help him need do what needs to be done and and like right now we're just you know you just balance you're you're always balancing and juggling your daily duties and somehow they all get done <laughs> i don't know how you just work hard and, and uh keep your nose to the grind <laughs> oh that's great that's great well again we want to try to play quite a bit of your music um this song that we're going to do right now is one called rides for the brand and um, I almost think you wrote this about your husband, but now you correct me on that. How, what's the story behind this song? <laughs> well, he want, he's always asking who this guy is that I write these songs about because he, <laughs> he'd sure like to meet him someday. <laughs> but you are right. This is this song's about my husband, and I'll tell you how this, this song came to be. We were working on the Deseret Feedlot in Alberta, Utah, and he... You know, of course, anytime you you work in the agriculture business, you're never on a set time frame. So he came home and he told me, he says, "I just have to ship a few more, few more cows, and I want you to get dressed up. We're going to go on a date." So I thought, well, this is great, and I I found me a babysitter and got cleaned up, which is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he didn't show up. He, I mean, hours went by, and and I was just mad as could be, and. And as I, I cooled down a little bit, you know, I started to think about how lucky I was to be married to somebody that did ride for the brand because those qualities are, are definitely something that that are uh, 
hard to find and needs to be appreciated. So that's what that song's about. It's about my husband and also all those other men. I'm sure you're one of them, Gary, that rides for the brand. All right. Well, let's listen to that, and uh, and you'll find out a little bit more about Trinity's husband when you hear this song. We're talking with Trinity Seeley on Equestrian Legacy Radio. Trinity Seeley, and that's Rides for the Brand. And Trinity, we want to talk about uh, about your music. How did you get started? Well, you know, it started when I was pretty young. Um, up there in British Columbia, we had a little family band. My dad played the bass, and my mom the guitar, and all us girls sang. So that's originally where it where it took off. But it seemed like once I I picked the guitar up and figured out, you know that that I had a, a lot of stories that I wanted to tell. And as a middle child, I, I didn't express myself very well. So it was always <laughs> a lot easier for me to, to write it down and, and sing about it. 
Um, so, you know, I, I had quite a collection of, of songs just from the the life that I'd lived. And uh, back in 2011, not very long ago, I got a hold of a good friend of ours, Bryn Hill. And um, I told him, I said, Bryn, you know, I've, I've got all these songs and I I really don't know what to do with them or if I should even do anything with them. He said, well, I'll tell you what, I get a lot of CDs. But he says, you send me a few and I'll listen and and give you an honest opinion. So I I did that, and he called me back, and he said, you know, I think people might want to hear what you have to say. So he was extremely instrumental in in the production of that first CD and kind of getting me off on my feet. Um, and it's just been a, a fun ride since then. It's, it's amazing how many wonderful, supportive people there are in this industry, not just the industry, but, you know, the people I get to play for most of the time have have something to do with agriculture or horses or, you know, you name it. They're just good, down-to-earth people. Um, so it's, you know, it's been a, a great adventure. But that's kind of how things got started there with the music. Bryn was very instrumental in that. Well, Bryn is just a great young guy, and uh, we've been privileged to have him on the show two or three times and just think the world of Brent and his family. Selena is just a sweetheart as well. Uh, but oh, here's a song we want to do that's called Chilcotin. Did I pronounce that right? Chilcotin. Chilcotin. You Chilcotin. And, all right. Chilcotin, California. And and I told you, if I'm, I'm from the South. If it's not Smith or Jones, I have a hard time with it. But this is a great song, and uh, I believe Brent is on this song with you, isn't he? He sure is, yes. He, he helped me co-write that last little bit of the song, and we had fun uh, recording this together. Well, he probably wrote that part in just for himself, So, but Bryn's a pretty smart <laughs> guy. But anyway, let's yes, take a is. listen to this and then come back and talk some more with Trinity Seeley.
self-titled CD, Trinity Seeley? Yes, sir. All right. Well, we're going to encourage people to pick up your music. And uh, let's take just a minute right now, Trinity, and tell folks where they can can buy your uh, music. Well, good deal. Um, I do have a website. It's trinitysealy.com. You can go on there, and there's a little store page on there, and you can Order what you like and request a signature if you want that. And um, it's also available on iTunes and CD Baby, Amazon, some of those downloadable sites there. Uh, that's probably the best way to find it, though, is just to go on the website and, and um, to that store page. Well, we're going to encourage people to do that. So pick up some of Trinity's music there at trinitysealy.com. And uh, some great photographs there. You can find out uh, where she's touring. And uh, where are you going to be next? Well, let's see. It's November. I'll be in Casper, Wyoming in a couple weeks for their Wyoming Women in Ag Symposium. Uh, definitely an event that I that hits very close to home. And, you know, I, I feel blessed to be able to, to be a part of those kinds of, of events, just like this weekend here in Amarillo. You know, we kind of all have the same goal, and that's to preserve, perpetuate, and promote the cowboy ranch wife way of life. <laughs> so yeah. it's a pretty good. Well, deal. that's a, that's a big event there, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to have some folks on to talk about the working ranch horse competition. I think that's gonna be a fun topic for us to talk about one day. And are you gonna be at uh, in Albuquerque? I think next is it next week. Next week, that's right. Yep, they have their annual convention there in in uh, Albuquerque for the Western Music Association. Um, kind of a a great big reunion, and everybody likes each other, so it's a it's a good place to be. I <laughs> uh, got it. Well, uh, I, I'm I'm going to make it to that one of these days. So look forward to uh, finding out the results of of that. You're nominated for Song of the Year with. Um, a cowboy hat, and then uh, for the Crescendo Awards. So good luck to you on that. And, you know, you're just Thank a joy you. to talk with. Um want to have you back on the show again if this hasn't been too painful. <laughs> no, this has been a blast, and, and I sure appreciate it very much. Thank you. Well, thank you. So we look forward to talking with you again, and we're going to close this segment of the show out with uh, Trinity Seeley's Cricket Roll. And, Trinity, thanks again. Say hi to our friends out there in Amarillo while you're there, and uh, we look forward to talking with you again very soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Mark Bolander, and he's going to tell us all we ever wanted to know about mountain trail competition. Enough 
Talent show, and I just walked out of the class. Oh wow! So I'm on a wow. horse. <laughs> I'm on a horse, having fun. All right, all right. Well, it's it's great to have you with us on the show today, and um, we've got a lot of folks that are really interested in learning about mountain trail. And I know that this is a sport that's just taking off all across the country and internationally as well. But um, to us just a little bit about what Mountain Trail is and how you got involved in it. I got involved in it in 19 or 2006. I used to show all around AQHA, and I first came down here to the National Mountain Trail show, and I got hooked. I saw the beauty of uh, the discipline for horses and for people. At that time, it had just started out to be a show, uh, one right here in Eugene, Oregon. It had grown. At that time, it was between five and 600 horses. Uh, it's a little smaller since then, but uh-huh. what we see across the nation, and especially in Europe, there's something very similar, uh, a lot of little shows and stuff uh, popping up, but Mountain Trail. IMTCA, the discipline that we started, IMTCA, it epitomizes the perfect mountain trail horse that can dress any obstacle boldly and confidently with a much finesse as you'll see a quarter horse trail horse or a dressage horse at a show. Wow. Wow. 
Well, you he know, you, this show here, there's logs, there's rocks, there's swinging bridges. I just walked up a, a stream going up into a waterfall. There was a pond up on top. You can look on uh, on the website and see the pictures from Oregon Horse uh, Center. It, it's truly amazing. It's a huge, there's two arenas built inside of an arena for the show. Well, uh, uh, someone that knew that you were going to be on the show this week posted on my Facebook page, uh, I guess, some kind of a commercial that the Oregon Horse Center had done about the mountain trail. And it's just absolutely amazing to see what's been done inside to to simulate these yes. course, these mountain trails. But um, how did you get involved in horses? That's kind of an interesting story to me. <laughs> 18 years ago, my daughter said, Daddy, can I have a horse? So we got her a horse, and I ended up getting the horse. And uh, I quickly got fascinated on the mind game, on how uh-huh. they think. And there's been very little written, actually, how horse thinks. Uh, and you go into detail, and as my journey developed and grew uh, for the past 18 years, we've made a huge study of how instinct fits in through this whole program. To give you an idea, I have a photograph at home. It shows a horse walking across a seven-inch balance beam, and it had to hop up there, and it's truly a breathtaking photograph I use in a number of speaking engagements. And what's really amazing about that photograph, that horse is blindfolded, and then no one's touching that horse. And that took me back on our road of research. Yeah, it took me back on our road of research over 6,000 years back. And I found out we have forgotten so much. It's very humbling of what we don't know. And so my journey, I have given many hobbies, and now it's horses 24-7, 365 days a year. And we've been traveling the globe, building the new discipline. But the mind of the horse is truly fascinating, and we can show over and over the mind of the horse with instinct involved. It's a different type of intelligence than what you and I have, but instinct is a big fancy scientific word to say to explain that which we can't explain, nor can we humanly duplicate the intelligence, but we can't deny it before we can see it in the world around us. And I find that fascinating, and we've learned to incorporate the instinct of the horse into our training program, and it's truly phenomenal and very humbling results. Well, talk to us a little bit about your training program. Well, first of all, we enter into their world. And for the most part, when we train, we bring the horse into the human world. And the horse's world is very, very different from our world. To give you an example, if I turn 25 horses loose together in an arena, I instantly have disorder, do I not? And there's a lot of kicking and biting and squealing. And at the end of the day, you will notice there's a lot of hair missing. But at the end of the day, out of disorder comes order. We call it the pecking order. And once the pecking order is established, 97, 98% of the time, an alpha mare will be chosen to lead the herd. And when that alpha mare is chosen to lead the herd, there are several instinctual things that take place almost simultaneously. Number one, that alpha mare will die trying to protect the herd. And we've watched it at home. We watched our alpha mare in a back five-acre paddock chasing a cougar out of the pasture, out of the paddock. And you know what? All the horses were right behind her. Go, lady, go. And the second instinctual response is those horses, in turn, will now follow her, and they'll even follow her to their death. 
the third instinctive response that we see happen is the horses try to please those they see above. For instance, if horse number five in the herd wants to eat horse number six's hay, horse number six will move. And horse number seven will move, or six will move number seven then. It just goes down the line. Right. Instinct seems to block the horse from listening or learning to anything they see below them. And the fourth thing that we train under is we call it instinct itself. And instinct is not right or wrong, good or bad. It just is. But it's a different type of intelligence than what you and I have. It's one that we can't duplicate. And instinct is one that chooses. It's a, the instinct of the herd chooses the alpha mare. It's a combination of her earning the spot and the instinct of the herd choosing her. Now, ironically enough, if the instinct of the herd doubts her worthiness of leadership, they will turn and kill her. And you can, if you take that horse out of the pasture, if you know it's a dangerous situation, you can never put her back in the herd again, which is bizarre. But it's a beautiful instinctual response to ensure their survival in the wild. Mm-hmm. It's just like an alpha mare. If you have a noisy horse in the herd in the wild, a strong alpha mare will go after that horse and discipline it till it's quiet. Now, that horse will refuse to be quiet. The alpha mare will kill it. That sounds brutal, but a noisy horse in the herd attracts predators, and so the herd dies. And so her whole instinct is, at any cost, protect the health of the herd. And we're finding out in our training program, this is not about the respect of the horse. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not about authority. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's not about who's boss. It's a piece of the puzzle. The instinct of the horse will determine, based upon a game of nuances and small subtleties, whether you're worthy of a leadership role. If you are, the vast majority of all your pressure and release will be gone. We use no sticks or strings anymore. We show people, one of the first things that we show people is when they have their horse on the ground, we show them how to back up their horse without ever looking at the horse. And it's, we simulate what they naturally do in the herd. We also show how you can move the hips by looking them right in the eye. You think it. It's called focus. It's called tapping in to the instinct of the horse, which is truly phenomenal. And that's a little bit on our program. When a horse comes in for training, I don't care what make or model or age or size or shape or discipline, 95 to 98% of all of our physical touching of that horse or discipline will take place in the first 15 minutes that horse ever walks on our farm. After that, it's all over. And trust me, we had over 1,400 horses there last year, and we had oh, wow. from 18 to Grand Prix show jumpers to little minis. So we understand the disposition. But we find instinct is universal across the globe, whether we're in Europe or Asia or the United States. We find the intelligence of the horse is all over the board, just like people. Some are dumber and stumps, and some are brilliant. Uh, right. And learn behavior, learn behavior is where instinct and intelligence of the horse meet, which is really fascinating to me. Well, that is fascinating and uh, a, a bit of a different concept, I think, than a lot of people have. So um, You know what? But it passes the common sense litmus test. Everything I tell people, and we'll be back at Equine Affair next weekend, and that's the oldest and the largest horse expo in the world. We'll be back there, and we will be sharing this philosophy with the, with the crowds. That every place we're going, people see it is common sense. They've seen it. I tell people, I will show you, I will tell you nothing that you don't know 
Nothing that you have not seen. You have just not opened your eyes and connected the dots. To give you an example, if we want a horse to learn to walk across the balance beam, which on average, uh, or let's say the swinging bridge, I know it will take me on the average, regardless of make or model or size or shape or disposition or age of the horse, it will take me an average of 10 minutes to teach that horse to walk across the swinging bridge. Wow. I know that 50% of those horses in that 10 minutes will be doing a 180 on the swinging bridge. Wow. But you have wow. to believe in the horse. But I do know that the first thing when I ask a horse to step onto the swinging bridge, I know the first thing they will do on the swinging bridge, on the balance beam, on the teeter-totter, the first thing, or water box, they will step into your space. They all right. do it. It's an, in, it's an instinctual response because if you move, guess what? Automatically, the instinct of the horse says, this person is below, below me. Then you will have to get a bigger string, more pressure, more release, or go into training what we call by pain management before that horse is willing to do what you ask you because it's a very simple reason. In their world, a horse above does not move for a horse below. And if you move for the horse when it steps into your space, you automatically tell that horse instinctively, that horse is below me. And they do not learn from those they see below. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And so you automatically automatically know that horse is going to step into your space, so you automatically step into it, give it a sharp spank on the shoulder, naughty, naughty, spank, spank, and the horse then says, okay, this is above me. I need to concentrate on do in doing what they're asking me to do. And we can show it over the globe, over and over and over. It's that simple. We try to complicate this horse training, but we need to be more humble, and we need to step into their world, train them under their rules, not ours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and no, mm-hmm. no gray. They hate gray. It's black and white, in and out. And it's amazing the results that you see. Well, that is that is extremely interesting, and um, we want to talk a little bit more about that, and we want to talk more about Bolander Horse Park in just a minute. But uh, let me ask you this, okay. Mark. Have you done your Christmas shopping yet? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I have not done my Christmas shopping, but I think I'm going to do a little bit back at Equine Fair here next weekend. And then All after right. that, we're home for, we're home for months. All right. Well, we want to tell folks about the Christmas shop that's located on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. And uh, we have great merchants and vendors that uh, you can find in the Christmas shop on our website. So visit equestrianlegacy.net. You can shop right online and uh, connect with a multitude of vendors, everything from music to saddles in the Christmas shop on equestrianlegacy.net. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk more with Mark about uh, his training technique, but we want to talk about Bolander Horse Park and what you can find there. So we'll be talking with Mark Bolander, and you're listening to Equestrian Legacy Radio.
shadow Wasted youth chasing a light Finally came back to what I needed most And everything's clear when I ride So we dance To the heartbeat of hoofbeats In a harmony without a sound With the reins in my hands There is freedom To fly without leaving the ground It's a give and take gift to be trusted When I let go and let you be a horse You give me the courage I lack It's a partnership old as the ages Ever-changing who teaches who There have been some horsemen who've helped me But the teacher I've learned from is you talking with Mark Bolander, and that song kind of ties into the training that we were talking about with Mark just before that break. Um, but Mark, let's talk a little bit right now about Bolander Horse Park, and, and tell us what that's about, and, and uh, about your operation and your training in your clinics there. So Bolander Horse Park is a place where people literally come from all over the world. Last year we had people there from Austria, Australia. Columbia, South America, Germany, Italy, they come literally from the globe and all across America. Uh, we have places they can stay, and we have horses, a few horses that they can use. We have also RV hookups. The first permanent outdoor mountain trail course in the world. It has evolved. Um, 
there's drops in the water, there's swinging bridges, there's tall trussle bridges, there's bridges you can ride under, there's bridges over water, there's a 33-foot bridge without any sides on it over water, uh, there's short bridges over water, there's concrete ponds, there's uh, places you can lope through water, trot through water. Uh, we also held six shows there this year. Um, next year we're going to hold three, two or three day shows just that way people can come further because if they're driving from halfway across America for the show, they want to stay for a two or three day show. They don't want to stay for just one day. Uh, right. We always have uh, horses in training. Uh, we always have interns from around the globe helping us. Right now we have a wonderful intern from uh, New Jersey and one from Oregon State. And we have another intern coming from Germany, her third, third time over for level three from Germany here in December. Uh, we've had, had a great intern from Columbia, South America. He was a veterinarian and a great rider. And after vet school, he said, I'm going to take six months and go learn mountain trail. So we'll be doing more down in South America. So it's a place that attracts people from all over the globe. And one thing, you can see it on the website. One thing I love, I love pretty. I love neat and clean, and I love green grass. And right. So that's one thing that you can expect to come. And then we have, uh, you know, apartments and bedrooms and stuff. You can stay on site. We also have a great room where people can sit and cook and watch TV and sit around the fireplace. Um, it's kind of Western pizzazz, I call it. Uh, it's just a wonderful, warm place, and my, my wife, Lee, just makes everyone feel welcome. And we have a lot of good time, and we enjoy a glass of wine, and we just a lot of fun fellowship, and that's what we do. We're trying to promote promote good horsemanship and fun. And if you're not having fun, I don't think you should be on the back of a horse. So that's basically what Bolander Horse Park uh, entails. Well, that's and, – and I want to encourage people to go visit the website. That's bolanderhorsepark.com and uh, visit their website and also the Facebook page, and you can like that page as well. Um, but, Mark, let's talk, and I want to talk about the uh, International Mountain Trail Challenge Association in just a minute, but before we do that, let's talk just a little bit about the mountain trail competition and uh, and what people are doing and, and uh, how can people get involved in doing that and, and um, how is it judged? Well, we are building courses across the nation and over in Europe as fast as we can. And for every course I'm building, there's probably 10 other courses being built. Uh, ours we call functional art. Uh, the people come. Uh, there's classes in the International Mountain Trail. We have uh, a novice division. Then we have levels one, two, and three. And then we have the open division. Uh, and so depending on your level of skill and how long you've been into it depends on what level you will go in. You can only show in two levels. You cannot show in all, all the levels. You can only show in level one and two and then, I guess, novice, and level two and three and then open. That's right. Um, and then we keep, uh, we're starting to keep track of the score. So it's, when you get so many points, you're out of novice. When you get so many points, you're out of level one. When you get so many points, you're out of level uh, two, and then you can only show in level, um, I'm sorry, level three and then in open. So you can only show in two classes at once, novice, level one, level one or level two, and then level two, level three, and then finally level three and open. And okay. that's that's how it's set up now. All right. And so the courses would involve all of these different things that you've described, uh, the bridges, the water 
the logs. The your your pattern, your pattern. If you look in Bullender Horse Park, you can see the patterns. We always put them up like two weeks beforehand. The patterns will always have at least eight obstacles, no more than 16. Now, the open class, it may have 20-some. It will have the whole course because everyone sits and watches the horse go. Level one, novice and level one, everything happens at a walk. On level two, then there will be trotting between obstacles. In level three, there will be loping. For instance, there will be loping through water. Um, And so the difficulty as you add speed is greatly magnified. Uh, We can all get a horse to go fast, just get on some electric spurs. But to get that horse to immediately come down and and think its way through a very difficult obstacle, that's much more difficult, and that's a lot of fun. Now, we have what we call a timed and judged class. And last Friday I did the timed and judged class, and then I have the timed and judged class tonight. The timed and judged class last Friday, we put that video on our uh, Facebook page. It's already had like 22,000 views on just that one area, and that's been shared all across the globe. And you can wow. see my horse, and I run that bridleist. I ran that bridleist. You can see a horse going nine zero, but then he comes right down to walk through, let's say, the rock obstacles or side pass a log, and that's much more difficult than just walking up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, the, anytime you add speed, the difficulty is magnified. Okay. All right. Well, let's encourage folks to visit the uh, Facebook page and check out that video, and maybe you'll get that thing up to 44,000 pretty quickly. So that'd be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, we, we would like that. Yeah. We would like yeah. hundred and some thousand, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Well, talk to us a little bit about the International Mountain Trail Challenge Association. What is it, and how can people get involved? Well, the International Mountain Trail Challenge is a result of there's many little shows that are doing something, you know, obstacles, rocks and logs, hills and ponds, etc. But it's what I call a fragmented type industry. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. The International mm-hmm. Mountain Trail Challenge Association has standardized all the judging rules. They're all in writing, and it, it sets the standard. All the judges events judging school we just certified 25 new judges in italy there are 31 in the class only 25 made uh, made the cut but they all wow. gave it their best shot so whether you go here italy or any place else we want your judging to be the same just like it is in reigning or the aqha we want right. a universal judging so it's not a mystery well what what do they want at this show we want the same thing across the board and i think that will help grow the whole discipline and then by having certified judges and a standard that will ensure longevity and there's a lot of things that have come and gone and the big weakness in almost all of them is they don't have a standard as far as judging goes and so that is what the very first thing we worked on the judging we have used it now for four years in the shows we have uh, modified it. We have refined it. We have done many things over and over. So it's pretty solid right now. The judging, the people love it. It's easy to understand, and it's for the rec- recreational rider and for about everyone you can imagine. Well, that's great. So people of all abilities and all ages can get involved in uh, mountain trail competition. Yes, yes. and we and- also then will be issuing, issuing licenses uh, like the NRHA does, a license to compete on a horse. Okay. All right. So very good. So how can people get involved in the International Mountain Trail Challenge Association? They can just go to imtca.org or International Mountain Trail. 
but IMTCA.org. Uh, it's also on Facebook, uh, IMTCA.org. It has registration papers where you can sign up, and then you'll get the official rule book mailed to you. Uh, we already have the membership is going fantastic, and we even have life members already have signed up. And the biggest reason the life members are signing up, they say, finally, some organization got all the rules in writing with certified judges. So we oh, started great. from the bottom up. We started with a very firm foundation of judging and criteria, and that's really exciting to us, whether it's a recreational rider or the Olympic rider. Everyone wants to know how they can better their score. This way, they have a standard. Well, that that is exciting, so we'll encourage people to visit imtca.org and, uh, again, visit the Facebook page for that. And, uh, Mark, I appreciate so much you taking the time to be with us on the show today because I know you're up there in Oregon competing, and I, I actually I believe I heard a um, – Mule uh, saying an amen to some of your statements <laughs> just a minute ago. So yeah, we, I, I appreciate you doing there's that. There's a lot of mules here. There's a lot, a lot of mules. Of, a lot of mules, mules are a lot of fun in this discipline. Well, it is. It's it's a great sport, and uh, people that are not familiar with it need to check it out because I think you'll want to get involved. So, uh, Mark, thanks so much. Tell Lehi for us as well. I will. Okay, and then uh, we will be off. To the road here next year, we've got a bunch of new trail courses to build. We've changed up a bunch this year, but it's a great organization. Thank you so much, Gary. Well, thank you. And by the way, you said you're going to be in, uh, I believe you'll be in Massachusetts at the Equine Affair next week? Yes, we're one of the presenters, one of the clinicians for Equine Affair for their 50th anniversary. All right, so we want to encourage folks to get out there and visit Mark and say hi and, and sit in on one of his clinics as well. Mark, thanks again. Appreciate you very much, my friend. Thank you so much, Gary. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we've enjoyed talking with Trinity Seeley today, and Trinity was out in Amarillo, Texas, at the uh, World Reining Horse Comp- uh, World Ranch Horse Competition there. And, then, and Mark is uh, out in Oregon at the uh, National Championships for the uh, uh, Mountain Trail Competition there. So uh, appreciated very much both of these folks taking the time to join us on our show and share with us today. Um, We want to mention to you that this portion of our show has been made possible by Equestrian Legacy Radio's Legacy Club sponsors. Legacy Club membership is free and members receive special offers and discounts that are available only to Legacy Club members You're automatically entered in our weekly, monthly, and year-end drawings for great gifts from our Legacy Club sponsors. And our monthly drawing uh, for the month of November is being sponsored by Elkins Creek uh, Horse Campground and Tech Shop. And then we're not too far off from our year-end drawing for the grand prize, and that's sponsored by HydraHorse.com. And our year-end drawing will be for a tremendous two-horse portable watering system that you can put right in your trailer. You can take that with you on the road so you have water for your horses and uh, and the same water that they're used to at home when you get to the campground. So visit the uh, website, equestrianlegacy.net. Enroll in the Legacy Club, and that membership is free. And uh, it's our thank you to for our listeners and to our friends that uh, tune in to Equestrian Legacy Radio. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed the show today. We want to remind you that on Sunday, 
tune in at 9 o'clock Central Time for Blessed Trails with Belinda Gale. Her guest will be Mary Kay, and that's a great hour of inspirational music and great conversation with some of Western Music's uh, top stars. And that's at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, Blessed Trails with Belinda Gale. Then on Tuesday at noon Central Time, it's Saddle Up America. And so we will be visiting with Robert Eversoll this next week and visit another great horse destination on that show, and that's Tuesday at noon, and then back here next Thursday on the Campfire Cafe. We thank you for listening, and we remind you, as always, if you're climbing the saddle, get ready for the ride. Thanks for listening.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.